10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack Wack Attack. Today is April 28th, and um, we're going to get started again with some more stats. So, um, I think you all know by now that I absolutely love stats, and um, I love everything about stats. And um, deposit pool stats are my favorite stats right now. So, let's have a look. Here we have uh, the screenshot. Um, from the events channel and it says 2,000 ETH deposited into the deposit pool which was really nice and then it says 65 uh, mini pools have been uh, matched and have left the queue which is beautiful to see and then we've got this other post a little while later from events as well um, saying 4,058 ETH has been deposited into the pool um, which of course is really beautiful and lovely to see um, and that uh, led to 90 pool, mini pools being matched and leaving the uh, leaving the queue. So um, there's there's some really nice big deposits coming through, um, and like a stream of them, right? Like, and some of these people still have a lot more ETH left in their wallets as well if they want to convert more of it. Um, as you can see, these last few days, um, the amounts of um, ETH that's been coming into the deposit pools has just been phenomenal. Um, there's been basically around 20,000 ETH, more than 20,000 ETH in just the last four days, um, just from seeing what's here on the screen. Um, we're going to dig, dig into this a little bit more, but that is by far, you know, the highest numbers of, of all time. And one of the things that has led to is that we now have over 16,000 mini pools, uh, 16,000 validators actively staking on ethereum um, there is a whole load more <laughs> that are pending and in the queue um, so these numbers are going to be like climbing really fast um, it, the chart for rocket pool mini pools is just absolutely beautiful right now um, actually let me just um, find this one thing oh i don't have it i'm sorry um but um yeah that chart is that chart's really beautiful i'll, I'll show you i'll show you that in a second um so let's have a look at the actual um, uh, rocket scan website and we can see what's going on over here. So let me just refresh it. Um, so as you can see, you know, the deposit pool um, was full for a couple of days after the, after the um, pre Atlas um, contract was changed. Um, the limit was changed. And since Atlas is basically been zero the whole time, um, this is what I wanted to show you over here, like this cumulative deposit page. Let me actually just zoom in on here so we can get a little bit of a better look at it. Um, this chart right here is is glorious. Like I don't think we've ever seen gains like this. Like basically since um, April third, uh, we have increased by over a hundred thousand. No, sorry, I'm sorry, over fifty thousand ETH um, has come in since then like over that 60,000 ETH basically, um, which, which is, which is amazing. So this, um, like, you know, we've had a couple of periods of nice growth here in the past where uh, around March of 2022, we went from like, you know, 70,000 ETH all the way up to like 90,000 ETH. And, you know, we thought that was amazing. And then here around Shanghai, um, no, not Shanghai, uh, around, uh, the merge, sorry we had you know 132,000 ETH went up to like 165,000 which was really great but now with with um, Shanghai and Capella uh, it's literally gone up double the amount that like the rate the rate of change is 
getting faster um, and the amount of change is getting bigger as well the wonderful thing is that like this is not slowing down um, if anything it's speeding up and that is very exciting to see um, so you can see you know there's like uh, every every little while there's like 100 ETH another 100 ETH 150 ETH um, 240 ETH um, another like 99 ETH like these deposits are just pouring in and um, that's just in the space of the last couple of hours right in the last three hours like we're getting thousands of ETH um, and now you're seeing that um, let's have a look over here like so on the monthly um, in April so far we've had 60,000 ETH deposited into the the deposit pool which is the biggest double basically biggest by double compared to march of 2022 and september of 2022 when we had about 30,000 eth in both of those months um and not only that but you know we've had a very respectable number of deposits as well um that that is showing really nicely on the weekly on the weekly candle on the weekly uh, measure um we can see that this week uh, pretty much has beaten the best previous month so you know march and um what was it march and um september of 2022 um we had about 30,000 no sorry yeah uh, we had about 30,000 ETH in both of those well just this week that we're currently in has had uh, 27,000 so another couple of good days and we can be pushing that all the way up like above 30,000 and if you have a look at those daily you know i just showed the screenshot you know um in the last in this week we've had 8,000 5,000 5,000 6,000 um and those deposits are just pouring in and today like we've still got a whole like seven or eight hours no nine hours left for today before the before the day changes on utc time so these these deposits are just coming in like really really nicely so I think the really great thing about this is that um, the queue is moving really well. Jasper made this point yesterday, right? He says, even if we have, you know, 2,500 um, mini pools waiting to in the queue, but if we're clearing, you know, 500 mini pools every day or um, X many mini pools every day, like that is actually really good rate of moving. And the reason for that is because... Um, that we're kind of like in a kind of goldilocks zone that he's talked about where um the pool is like it's not stagnant right that's what we don't want we don't want the uh, queue to become stagnant like it did last summer um where people are waiting for months uh well yeah many many weeks basically to get through the queue because no one was depositing into the contracts because the secondary market had a had a discount compared to the peg um, so you could just buy it on the secondary market, right? So right now, there's a really nice balance between um, the secondary market and the deposit pool being on peg. So it just makes sense for people to come to the deposit pool. Um, also, there's not a premium or a discount, so it's not kind of skewing the metrics a little bit there. Um, liquidity is bang in the range where, it's, you know, it's optimal liquidity. And Rocket Pool is just going from strength to strength every, every day, like right in front of our eyes. Like this honestly like these deposit numbers are like the best case well hopefully you know we'll be doubling these and like you know increasing them by multiples in the coming days and weeks um but um this is really 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 promising right now um and um i'm just excited to see what like new DeFi tools like um emode are going to do to this because i think that will definitely add multiples to these deposit numbers i'm very excited so i think we pickle here as well is like really excited for what i'm for what i'm saying and he says and this of course is not financial advice from me i'm just 
saying what Gui Pickle he is sharing. He says largest ever month for Rocket Pool deposits by about thirty thousand ETH. Largest ever week um, for Rocket Pool uh, by about thirteen thousand ETH. Both of these are two x over the previous record, and the month and week isn't even over. And you're telling me you aren't bullish on RPL. Um, so that take I think is really interesting. I really want to like put, put, talk about this for a minute, right? Like so. We all know, you know, those of us in the Rocket Pool community, is that just a few months ago, um, the ratio of uh, RPL and ETH was um, way lower than it is now. Like, um, actually, let me bring up a chart because I think it's worth talking about this. Um, Rocket Pool ETH. I already have it on the thing that I visit a lot. So right now, the ratio here is uh, 0.02476, right? Now, if we have a look at the chart for the last, like, one year, we can see that like in um just in november you know we were a lot lower we were 0 0.0122 so we were like half of where we are now pretty much like like we've doubled in that amount of time now i think that this is something really interesting that we should be keeping an eye on because i think there was a lot of accumulation that happened in this november december january period especially in january period to kind of people getting ready um, to stake their rpl so this idea of you know like there'll be new uh, people will be buying uh, rpl and um that will be being staked and stuff um and we'll see you know this increase in the price on the price ratio there is an idea that a lot of those people kind of front run that moment and this hype blow off that came in um, February, in the beginning of February, like, you know, when we hit the all-time high on the, on the ratio, um, since then it's kind of, like, gone down and it's it's in a, it's in a like, a stability phase, like crabbing or um, some kind of accumulation phase, like, whatever you want to call it, right, like, whatever kind of TA language you use. But there is a chance that, you know, a lot of, a lot of the demand that we're seeing on staking right now was people buying in this area, like, towards the end of last year. And that was a really, really good buying opportunity, I think, for a lot of people. Um, if you bought in that period now, you know, you're up um, 2x on the ratio, which is amazing because not many tokens behave like that against ETH, of course. Um, so I think that's that's something definitely to keep an eye on um, compared to what um, Gui Pickle here is saying. However, one thing that, like, you can counter uh, that, right, in support of Gui Pickle is, like, eventually those people who are, who are staking now will will kind of run out and they'll have to buy more if they want to stake more and that is when that's when the price when the price action might kick in and that might happen like you know in two weeks from now in six weeks from now um maybe six months from now but at some point those people are going to be in position of course the counter to that point then is that as the ratio increases people who are over collateralized will become even more over collateralized and they will be um selling into eth to spin up more uh, validators um and um i think that that's a possibility as well so yeah what i'm trying to say is all of this is like you know rocket pool right now uh, as a protocol is doing amazingly bullish things however we shouldn't really um use that to uh, make uh, judgments about the rpl token in the short and medium terms um of course long term you know i'm incredibly bullish um and that's why i'm i'm invested in rocket pool but um price can change up and down like in the short and medium terms and um we shouldn't really like drink all the hopium i think right now like um it might be sensible to um just let the rpl token do what it does and we as a community just focus on growing the protocol as much as possible and really like um 
making it available to as many people as possible as well so um that is what i wanted to say about that i know i don't talk about price that often but um i really thought that this was um, an interesting perspective from gooey pickle and i wanted to share that on the show okay next we had this um link that um um joe posted this morning and i know that you know joe's supposed to be on vacation but he's still working so i'm shaking my head at you joe like really really hard um but it's a github to uh the nimbus um github and here it says um constantly disconnects and reconnects from prison uh, bn so joe here has a, a bug that he found in nimbus uh, or in prism um one of the other i guess and uh, he kind of like details the the bug he says hey guys i just upgraded to version 23.4.0 and have the following configuration local nimbus bn um local nimbus vc remote prism bn uh he says the vc is attached to both bns um starting with uh, 24.4.0 the vc constantly disconnects from the prison bn and reconnects producing the following logs this is re reproducible in both girly and mainnet running the vc with the debug logs on reveals uh, the following error um while sending rest headers apparently so then there's some some uh code that uh, joe's captured there he said i haven't tried other clients yet i can confirm it works fine again if i switch the remote bn from prison to nimbus though and he says to reproduce here so there's there's an issue when you are using um fallback clients with with nimbus i guess that aren't nimbus maybe but um like this is just um we haven't really delved into that and of course there's been no announcement of any issues with nimbus or anything like that so i don't think it's too much to worry about um but it's just something to keep an eye on if you are using um fallback client with nimbus there okay so um joe was in trading yesterday and um a couple of days ago um, a few community members like um SNG, Denum, um, I think Noshua, Ludi, they all separately observed what they thought was peculiar behavior in the way that collateral percentage was being calculated, specifically the point at which it was being updated. And they had a discussion about it in trading last night and this morning and settled on the fact that it appeared on at least the command line interface and Grafana. So they were doing it differently than the tree gen spec, which only looks at the mini pools active on the beacon chain. So um, SNG asked Joe about how it's supposed to work. And then Joe gave an explanation of it um, and how it was changed for Atlas. Uh, so let's have a look. So here SNG says, you know, we had a small question for you when you're back from vacation. And Joe says, what did I do now? And then uh, SNG says, a few people observed what appeared to be um, a change in collateral percentage after mini pool goes into initialized, which doesn't uh, seem like how it's supposed to work. And Joe says, in the CLI. And um, SNG says, you know, CLI, Grafana, rocket scan. And then he says that's supposed to happen thanks to Ken. And SNG says, oh, I knew this was going to be a misunderstanding of how it's supposed to work. And Joe says, I don't know about rocket scan, but the CLI and Grafana show the collateral based on your current level and pending bond reductions. And then Sneaky says, but now I want to know how it's supposed to work. And he says, why is that um, being that Trigen only cares about mini pools that are activated on Beacon Chain? Um, and Joe says, because basically before it didn't, um, so we fired off like 20 bond reductions, but couldn't complete any of them because his RPL was too low and they're timed out. Um, so Sneaky says, oh, and then Trees Gen cares because obviously he can't give you rewards for pending money pools. Um, and then Joe goes on to say, but uh, from like a dashboard perspective, it shows you what your levels will be once you complete bond reduction so you don't get kenned. Um, and then um, Joe's um, SNG says, was this a change in Atlas? And he says, yeah. So it was basically just a change in the way that the numbers are explained and why why that happens so you are protected against um getting issues um 
of your collateral percentage changing when you change bond um so okay so let's uh, move on from that now we've got um this huge update from joe about the proteus so this is the kind of work that i'm happy that joe is doing while he's on vacation because this is you know for himself um and it's something that he really loves i don't like that he's doing um rocket pool work but that's a whole different matter but um anyway joe he says all right dude's massive update time so as you may or may not know based on your feedback so far i've been working for the last few months on engineering a new board that sits on top of the gpio pins and it replaces the old four pin cable that i've had to make and exposes the debug console so i got the prototype boards on monday i just soldered one on top and threw it onto a rock so here's the the board and then he puts it on top of the rock 5b board right here um well I, i'm saying right here but anyway it says behold and uh, there's a screenshot of um of um something <laughs> and he says i can now access the boot uh, loader docks and i can quote unquote ssh directly via usb no need for a separate monitor or keyboard or networking anymore you can just plug in the micro usb and you get everything so this is a really really key improvement because in the past like you know if you had any issues you'd have to uh, plug the approach proteus into like a monitor a keyboard all that kind of stuff to get it all set up but now you don't have to do any of that you can just plug a mini usb um it's directly into that board and you can ssh kind of like you can um control the control the um the device from through that basically in the micro usb and he says it's going to be huge for support and troubleshooting and then he tags a bunch of people and everyone else um and then he says uh patches can see it tomorrow as well so he says this this is what the new setup looks like now inside the board so you can see all the different things and here at the back at the top you can see that little cable um that is that's that part of it basically so um um people are really happy with that already and um they think it looks really good so um that that was a really nice update from joe and he says that i'll switch over to include a newer proteus at some point this is just a prototype but i can make upgrade kits available if wave one people want them sure so um it just makes it a lot easier to uh, communicate with the proteus and then um shred.eth um says can i just say this is effing sweet um it must feel so cool to build something real like this i mean software is cool but i imagine this is next level a piece of circuit board you designed tested and shipped to users you're a scholar and a gentleman joe and joe says it's terrifying when you plug it in for the first time and turn it on and supremely awesome when it works i'm going to put together an assembly order for them tonight finishing a couple of old school units at the moment um and then um yeah it's really really great stuff so um thank you joe for all your hard work on making the proteus an even better device uh, with every iteration um and um congratulations on on getting this done like this okay next we have this uh, tweet from daplucker who says exciting news check out the new rocket pool analytics dashboard built by daplucker get insights about this eth staking um decentralized protocol now and check it out here but when you click on the link it says no dashboard found so i think it's still a work in progress but here they've got some screenshots of what the dashboard will look like so it has information about um, ETH staked and total number of mini pools and um total stakers and oracle node operators etc and it says staked eth and number of stakers and it's got all this information here and then um they've got another screenshot as well it says rocket pool community can now get real-time stats at their fingertips track metrics like staked eth total mini pools total stakers and oracle node operators get an insight into monthly eth staking volume and 
staked ETH growth. So um, here they've got that information as well, is um, how much, um, you know, the staked ETH month by month. Um, so that information is there as well. And then it says, you know, we're committed to helping the Rocket Pool community. We've recently applied for the Rocket Pool grant with our new offering for monitoring health and performance. Check out the grant application. So then here's the grant application. Oh no, that's not the grant application. Um, give me a second. Oh, give me a second. I know what I'm looking for. Um, there we go. So here's the grant application as well. So, you know, they applied for a grant for um, analytics and uh, monitoring of Rocket Pool health and performance. Um, and all that information is there. Of course, I can't comment on the grant uh, because I'm a member of the GMC. And this is, um, you know, we're actively discussing all grants right now. Um, and a decision will be out about grants on May 1st. But um, this is... Um, this is their this is their grant um, application here of what they want to do uh, with the product but um it's nice that um people are sharing like ideas they have for dashboards and things like that um yeah that's that's cool um finally i want to finish with this about um coinbase so as as we talked about in rocket fuel like um about five or six weeks six weeks ago i think uh coinbase got a wells notice from um the securities exchanges commission in the us um and uh, they responded to that with this youtube video and um people were just like really really happy that you know that they've done this it's got a lot of positive coverage on um on uh, crypto twitter and stuff like that and then here's the video it's a 13 minute video that's a full response to their um to their um wells notice if you want to give that a watch you can definitely check that out and um it seems like uh, coinbase are preparing for a fight you know like they this week they uh, started a lawsuit against the sec um to, for clarity um of a particular rule um and uh, now they're kind of like saying that they're going to uh, fight with um fight to get um excuse me fight to um challenge that that well notice they want to they want to go to court so um, it seems like um, Coinbase are really stepping up, you know, their their battle against the SEC, and a lot of people in in the crypto Twitter are really happy about this, and they think that Coinbase are good representatives. Um, of course, others are less happy about that, but um, no one's ever always. It's never the case that everyone's always happy. So um, yeah, this is definitely one to follow and uh, keep an eye on and see how it develops over the next um, months and potentially years, even. Um, until we get some clarity so so i want to finish um with this thing that i, I did a couple of weeks ago with merka.eth where i talked about his journey post uh, shanghai capella and uh, moving to rocket pool well uh, in, for today's episode i've got another guest on who's talking about them moving from being a genesis solo staker to being a rocket pool um, migrator now and also a node operator from before as well but um we have Budo on the show who um, recently went through the migration process quite publicly on trading. So I'm going to um, attach a short interview that I did with Budo at the end of this episode. And um, you can listen to Budo talking about his journey from being a solo staker and Genesis solo staker at that and moving to Rocket Pool and why he did that. Um, and um, yeah, I'm just going to say have a good weekend ahead of this. And um, I'll finish the episode with uh, my conversation with Budo here. Thank you. Hi, um, this is a special uh, segment in today's Rocket Fuel episode where I'm talking to um, Boodle who has migrated um, his solo stake uh, to Rocket Pool 
And, um, you know, I've done this before talking to Merkur.eth and uh, hopefully there'll be a few more solo staker migration journeys coming up um, in the weeks ahead. But um, I want to give a chance for Boodle to kind of explain who he is, um, how his journey was and like why he's taken this journey. So welcome Boodle to Rocket Fuel. Um, tell me about, um, you know, your solo staking and um, what's what's been happening with that. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I think this is a really fun idea. Uh, so I'll give a little bit of background on myself and kind of my how I got into solo staking. Uh, I'm a graduate student. Uh, I study earth science, which is totally random, not connected to uh, any of this at all. But during uh, the kind of depths of COVID, uh, everything was going crazy and everyone's lives were changing. And for some reason, that drew me to um, Ethereum staking. Uh, and I kind of started following the eStaker Reddit, started watching Superfizz, watched some uh, videos of Vitalik describing the um, proof of state transition. And it got me really excited because I kind of have a climate spin on uh, my research. So I was interested in kind of the energy reduction that proof of state would bring. So I got uh, interested in it and I, I kind of like the fiddling with these tech things. So uh, I started running on testnet summer 2020. And uh, as a grad student, I have pretty much no money, but I really was excited to uh, to participate if I could. So I started kind of scrounging funds together. And uh, actually, at the time, I was looking for ways that I could uh, participate without putting down 32 ETH. Hmm. And I did find out about Rocket Pool early. And this was ages ago in, in the Rocket Pool timeline. It was way, yeah. things, things were way different. Uh, so if I could have from the beginning... I actually would have uh, run Rocket Pool mini pools from day one, uh, but that was not an option. As we found out uh, later, they weren't quite ready when uh, when the Genesis happened. So I, I still did want to be a part of Genesis. So I uh, was able to come up with 32 ETH and spin up a, a solo validator. And then I still kind of followed with Rocket Pool. I uh, became a member of the Rocket Pool uh, Discord community. And that uh, even as a solo staker before Rocket Pool had launched, even then, Rocket Pool was really helpful to me in kind of uh, building an identity and uh, working through tech things. I mean, there's so much help within the within the Discord server. But then when Rocket Pool launched the next year, uh, I did spin up a, a mini pool with, with Rocket Pool. So I was kind of running both in, in parallel. And then it was always my plan to eventually, when I could, uh, just because the incentives are such that it's more advantageous to run with Rocket Pool. So it was always my plan to move over to Rocket Pool. I didn't really want to let go of my uh genesis validator mm -hmm. so i was uh I, I don't know i was conflicted a bit about that but when i found out that th there was a way to to migrate without letting go of your id uh i was excited about that so um nice. now that chappelle went through i uh i went through the the transition and i still have my my solo id on my genesis validator so that's, happy about that that's yeah. so exciting so tell me a little bit about the process like i know people have always said like um joe's docs are amazing the rocket pool docs are amazing um how are the solo staker docs um for solo staker migration docs basically actually yeah all of it is uh amazing the, so it's a little bit complicated as you might imagine to run a uh, solo stake aside like side by side with your rocket pool node but uh Joe makes that really pretty clean and easy, relatively speaking, uh, just kind of running in, in native mode and then adding another validator uh, for, for your solo stake. And so mm -hmm. 
the docs were really helpful for me to do that. And then the transition was made really easy too. The, the one thing that was very stressful was um, managing the BLS key. So that was the original key that when you deposited uh, as a solo staker, you got this key and it's just a seed phrase. And obviously I buried that away deep, deep in a place where no one would ever find it. Uh, but I had to pull that out and uh, I wanted to do it on an air gaps machine. So something that hasn't been connected to the internet. So mm-hmm. I had to figure that out. And I, I don't know, I just get stressed about like swapping some digit or something. And then the yeah. withdrawal gets put to the wrong address. And yeah, so it, it, it was stressful in general. But yeah. uh, in terms of knowing what I had to do, the docs definitely walked me through it step by step. That's amazing. And um, tell me a little bit about your reasoning. You kind of hinted at it a little bit, but like, what are the reasons for why why you've undergone this this migration? Yeah, there's a, a few reasons. One, it's just like pure economics that it's better for me personally to run Rocket Pool Mini Pools. I believe in the RPL token, so I have a lot of RPLs staked, and I want those to be effective. So uh, having more Mini Pools lets me uh, have more effective RPL. Yeah. Um, that's one reason more, uh, node commission, I can make more ETH that way. Uh, but then one of my main reasons too, is kind of unlocking more ETH for the community. So I kind of see it as a part of my responsibility to not just stake for myself, but to open it up for liquid stakers too. So, um, as a solo staker, you're kind of doing it all for yourself. Whereas, uh, for rocket pool, there's two sides of the equation and, uh, every node operator opens up a lot more room. For, and now it's triple. So if you uh, are a node operator and you put down eight ETH, then you open up 24 for the community. So that's huge. It's really huge. Um, I think those are all great reasons for why a person should become um, a Rocket Pool node operator from a solo staker or just from scratch. And of course, then there's the other thing as well is that, you know, you're, you're helping decentralize Ethereum, right? Like, you know that you have a machine running. I, sorry, I shouldn't assume. Uh, are you staking from home? Like, do you have... Yeah, it's actually, it's right behind me and it's, it's yeah. mad right now. Kids, the fan is going real loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. So, yeah, like, you know that, you know, you're staking from home and you have just as much control over your stake from home using Rocket Pool as you did as a solo staker, right? So before when you had 32 ETH staking on, on the main uh, mainnet, now you have four validators worth of ETH instead, like 128. So you're four times more um, decentralized in a sense. So this is the kind of argument I've been making is like, you know, a rocket pool wins, Ethereum wins, and you as a node operator wins. It's win, win, win. It's um, yeah. it's really cool like that. Um, you saw that, you made that journey. So thank you so much, Boodle, for taking a few minutes to kind of explain that. Um, and um, I hope uh, other people, if they have any questions, I'm sure you don't mind them reaching out to you to, for you to answer them. Yeah, right I'm not the most responsive on Discord, but I uh, I will eventually respond. <laughs> right, well, thank you yeah. so much for your time and um, for explaining your journey. Thank you.